Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. She's here. How are you? <sighs> settled now. You're settled. <laughs> so I walk in and I see like old eyes at the door. Yeah. And if any, like those of you who know me, my mind is very linear at times. Like I'm very, I think one thing here, this one, this thing belongs here and that big thing belongs there. And he walks in and I'm like, am I the wrong place? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must be my fault. <laughs> because the SABC is like that. We become a family. You know? You know, from TV side to radio yeah, side. Yeah, he messed me my mind, man. Oh, my <laughs> You need to stop that. She <laughs> is here. If you have any questions for her, please call her on 086-000-2479. I'll literally play the role of receptionist. And I'll just transfer the calls right? to her. Because, <laughs> yes, Tanda. And uh, the opportunity is here for you to ask her any questions. We started off the show with uh, your song, Mary Mary. Walking. Yes. yes. Why that song? Okay. So, you know, when you asked me what music do you want to listen to? Mm. And I had to think, what time of day is it? Mm. So in the morning, you want to get going. Oh, yes. You want, um, and, and you know, the, a lot of the time you get, you get out of the house and there's traffic and, and all of that preparation and all that good posi- you know, positivity that you started out with literally dissipates in the traffic. You mm. only have so much nice per day. Yes. And you're going to run out of your nice for the day oh, in yes. the traffic. So oh, you need yes. to. So this is what you listen to in the car. Uh-huh. It, because you are going to fall, you, but you're going to get back up again and you're going to keep on walking. Come on, come on. And we're going to continue playing some of your favorite songs. One of them being Uvusinova. Oh, Ditanda. There's another, another one, Yolanda Adams. So let's quickly go for a short ad break. She's here. She's going nowhere. Now. I'm going nowhere. She's going nowhere. So this is your opportunity. I'm literally tied to, to this chair. ask her <laughs> anything. <laughs> it's Radio 2000, 97.2 to 100 FM Nationwide. Our music, your memory. We've got a list of Nambita songs and they are good. There's Vusinova, there's Kirk Franklin with mm-hmm. Awesome God, there's Yolanda, uh, Yolanda Adams with I Gotta Believe. There's also the Winans with Praying Woman. And I want to go to Kirk Franklin. I know we spoke about Vusinova and yes, we'll play we did. that song a bit later on. Yes. Kirk Franklin. Which one? I love that song, Awesome God. Okay. You know, when there are days in your life when you need to just have faith mm. for the sake of faith. And some, it's difficult. It's like being in, in a long distance relationship. That's what I, I call my relationship with God is that it's a long distance oh, relationship wow. because you're not seeing each other, but you got to still believe in the love. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So let's just keep stretching it from time to time. And so if, so if I come to you and I talk to you about your, your partner, your man, your, your girl, and I'm like, do you remember how wonderful he is? You remember how when he does this, he does that. When this happens, he does that. Mm. You need to be reminded of those things, right? How, how oftentimes do you get? Do you need that uh, reminder that God is actually an awesome God? Do you find yourself going through some tough times and saying, "But God, where are you?" I don't necessarily ask, "Where are you?" as much as I don't feel you right now. Aha! So I don't, you know I don't feel you here. right now, and I I need a reminder. Mm. I need a reminder that I'm loved. I need a reminder that I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. I need a reminder that it's okay that they are, you know, they're throwing stones at me because I do need to build this castle. Mm. 
I, I need a reminder. So a lot of the music that we're going to be playing today is literally me being re- reminding myself of who I am. Uh, when we talk about the Diva Nexus and we do Diva Talks, one of the biggest things for me is, Diva, you got to remember yourself. Diva, you got to remember yourself. you got to remember yourself. you got to remember the person that you saw in the mirror before you left the house and got interrupted in your spirit. Mm. you got to remember who that person was. Remember yourself. When you are seeing like, you, I, my son says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like five, five, two stealing somebody's baby. Because every time I see a child, I'm so enamored. Because again, it's a reminder of God's grace and God's spirit that he's given to us. And when you see that little child, for example, you you are reminded. It's just something just clicked in my head. I'll share it with you after the song. You're reminded of how innocent we really are. Oh, yes. Before something is thrown at us yes. that interrupts our spirit. So when I see babies, I literally just, I melt because I'm like, I used to be here. Mm. I used to have this. And so when I spend time with that child, I remind myself, Ndomana, I have this. I just need to remember how to find it again. Oh. I just need to reconnect with it. So I spend time with the child and, and laugh at nonsense. And, and you, you know, just that, just that moment. So awesome God is, my God is an awesome God. He reigns over everything. None of it is an accident. Mm. None of it. The stones that are being thrown at you build that castle. Oh, come on. And also, I think one of the other songs is, you know, um, there's a blessing in every storm. So let's hear that awesome card. Let's get into it. Here's mm. Kirk Franklin. I actually want you but right now. I want you right now to go to www.radio2000.co.za and just watch her get lost in the music. It feels like praise and worship. It feels like, you know, God is amongst us and uh, uh, the presence of God is being felt in the entire in the entire studio. And it's all thanks to your music selection. God clearly is a very important man in your life. Hey, where to? Hey. John guys, the diva is sweating. I can tell. The diva, yeah, careful, Zella. Like, Yo. Please go on to Instagram. Please go on Facebook. Please go on YouTube. And actually see how she is drenched in sweat. In sweat. Just enjoying the music. I think in my life, I would not have done even a smidgen of what I've been able to do with my life if I did not praise if I did not believe in God. But that's, I mean, I'm not a preacher. I'm a pastor's kid. So you know I'm naughty as all that. (laughs) (laughs) You learn the rules. I used to say to my son, you got to learn the rules so you know how to break them. Ah, yes, true. True. So (laughs) I learned the rules and now I break them as often as I can. (laughs) You're a pastor's kid and then you choose to be in the entertainment industry, which oftentimes is frowned upon because you're expected to choose a very, you know, a specific career that's in line with what your father and your mother believe in. And then you went straight into the entertainment industry. I didn't. Oh, it came to me. Oh, Oh, it came at me. Hmm. I'm not sure how to put it. So I started, um, you know, when I start to think about it, it's always been there. I just didn't know that this was something that I could build a career on. Mm. So I remember being in Ezulicha in King Williamstown. Yes. Tifunda Enzondi. Some contact me on on um, on Twitter and says, Yes, I went to school with you. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then when she said, this is the name that I know you by. <gasps> this is the school that you and I went to. And this is what you used to do in school. I'm like, okay, can we DM now? <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You know me. Yes. <laughs> and it's so rare to find people that know me from that age because yes. I left the country shortly after that. Mm. So, you know, a lot of my formative years or the, you know, the later part of my formative years were in North America. So, so when I find somebody here that knows me from here. It's like, oh my gosh, that is so great. <laughs> so I was in Zondelelo and then I went to Tempelabandu, which is also Ezulicha in King Town. And I lived in uh, Ezulicha and I remember I would sneak out when I'm supposed to be doing extramurals. And I, I used to do the drum majorettes. I used to do skits and we used to write them ourselves. Mm. And and then it got serious for me where I learned that there was a dance uh, that I did not know about in Lam. Oh. And this is my closet. Yes. Yeah. So, and somebody was teaching it, I think, as on, uh, as on two. That, uh, Mandi. Mm. And I, I went there. And I, d- I don't remember how much we paid. Like, she made us pay for it. But, I mean, <clears throat> but she taught me the value of having to pay for your education. Oh, yes. Nobody dances. Mm. And so I used to, so I started taking Indlamo as early, as far back as 1978. Mm. And I was, you know, I was taking this, these uh, courses. So for me, the entertainment industry or, or, or this, this craft has always been a part of my life. It's just, I didn't know it could be a career. Fast forward, I'm in, um, and once again, St. Catherine's, El Sutami boarding school. <laughs> I also went to St. Catherine's, by the way. No, Katarina. Yes, yes. I went to St. Catherine's, the one in Germanston in, in the East Rand. Okay, yep. okay. Well, I went to the, the, the one in Lesotho, in, in Maseru. Hey, was, was your uniform also brown and white? Ours was, yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can compare pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember, fast forward to there, and you know, during the hazing, they discovered that I could sing. And so when everybody else is being made to clean the toilets, and I was, I was the entertainment. Wow. Come on, sing. And I got into trouble because after singing, I think, three or four songs, everybody else now who has been hazed is sitting down and doing absolutely nothing, and I'm still being forced to sing. Oh, my goodness. And then I said, no, I'm done. And I said, hey, you know, and you, know, you must do what we say. And I said, no, everybody else... That was going through what I'm, you know, what we're all going through. You've let them go. Now you can't let me go too. Let me go. And they were like, <laughs> we're all equal here. <laughs> you had a very strong sense of self from a very young age. I was raised by a diva. Oh, yes. I was raised by a very strong woman who taught us a sense of justice from an early age. And she was uncompromising about it. She did not say, my children should not be punished. She did not say, you know, that teacher should not spank you if you, if you did wrong. Mm. But if she went beyond that, then it was like, ah. It's a problem. It's a problem. You, it, there's punishment, then there's just anger. Yeah. You don't take your anger out on my child. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I knew this from way beyond, from before I knew the vocabulary for it. Mm. 
So, yeah, I, I guess she created a monster. <laughs> and the media industry in South Africa mm. actually used that name, Diva, to... They were trying to insult me. To insult you. Yeah. And you turned it and you were like, actually, I own it. Yeah. I am a diva because for me, diva <coughs> means completely different. Diva, you know, I, I, I tell this story with so much pride now because my son, my son has been a very interesting part of my life considering that I gave birth to him, but he's been one of the biggest lessons in my life. Mm. So the headlines come out um, at Generations. The headlines come out, and I, I don't think I was even on air a, a, a week or like a month, and they're already having problems with me. Negative media save us from... Oh, at first they said prima donna. They called me prima oh, donna yes, at first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I was in tears because I was... I'm, I'm, and I kept saying, I don't want to do soapies. I'm, I'm, I'm a dramatic actor. I do movies. I do, I do drama. I do stage. I don't do soapies. Soapies in my head does not work. Mm. And they said, you know, just, just, just go, just do it. And I, and I had to remember my grandmother at this point. That's the diva that raised me. She always said, wherever you go, there you are. So wherever you go, be who you are. Because there you are. Mm. So I then showed up on that set and I, became, I, I, I just showed up with who I am. And I gave them and I offered them who I am. And that is the diva that Madlamini raised. Oh, my word. What were, what were so, the problems? What, what so, exactly was the issue? So one of the issues was that the... And this is no... Um, it's, it's not necessarily to put anybody down as much as I would say I was a trained actor as opposed to, the you know, they had models before. They had people yeah, that totally. just regurgitated lines. But I was a stage actor. I was a dramatic actor where I told stories. If I didn't get the line as correctly as it was written, for me, that's immaterial. Did I tell you the story? Mm. Why am I lifting this glass? That has nothing to do with the story. Mm. I don't see the reason to lift the glass. The director says, lift the glass. I'm like, why? Give me a reason. Mm. Why is why isn't Dombi picking up a glass if Dombi does not is not thirsty? I get you. I'm telling a story. What does picking up a phone have to do with Kutenu and Mamelinj? the phone has got nothing to do with this conversation. Mm. But they were used to using props for the sake of using props. I see. The, so the director would direct props. But the actor uses props to tell a story. And so I brought in a different way of thinking that came from school, that came from training, that came from a school of telling stories as opposed to just saying lines. Mm. And then... And so it was a problem. And then seven the lines. So Danny Odendal, amazing, beautiful soul and Arne, the two of them were such an amazing, amazing contribution to my life. So we're going back 2002 here. So uh, Danny Odendal writes this story and he speaks with my agent at the time, which was Moon, and they write this character for me. That character was uh, ended up being played by Untati because yes. I went away to go and do um, Beyond Borders. So I couldn't stay, I couldn't be full-time mm. at the time. And so Danny said, no, that's fine. Come back when you're done. And so I had a recurring role. 
And I played this nasty woman. She wasn't a proper villain, but she was just nasty. And you were so good. Oh, I enjoyed her. You were so I, good. I loved her. But um, again, I said, I don't do soapies. And Danny said, don't worry, this is drama. It's just captured on multicam. Mm. And I did not enjoy multicam. I really didn't. But I said, I'll, I, like, I didn't know multicam. I'd never been interested in multicam. And so for me, it was a, just a different way of thinking. I'm, I want to connect with, one, with my audience like uh -huh. this. Now, why do I have a, a camera behind me? Multiple cameras. All yes, yeah. yes. So it's a different way of thinking altogether. Fortunately, Andre was my first AD there. And he taught me how to work with Multicam. And he said, Namita, here are the director's notes. This is what the director is looking at. And this is why you have, he's doing this with you and doing that with you. So I, by the time I showed up at Generations, I completely understood that that's cool. Mm. And I treated it as a separate genre mm. altogether. Mm. So I told myself, and this is one of the things that I like to say, if you cannot change your situation, you change your attitude. So I changed my attitude about multicam and looked at it as a completely different genre. So now I've got screen, I've got stage, I've got big screen, and now I've got small screen, and I've got this other genre, which is multicam. Let's leave it right there. We're going to go for a short ad break when we come back. She continues to tell us her story in her own words. Gotta get over this, Lord of one, Lord help her. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I will say, I will say, and sneaky. <laughs> I did that deliberately because I wanted them to hear that, yes, indeed, you can sing. And you sing really well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I, I want to ask something on air, but I was like, no, this one will get shut down. Would you ever release a gospel album? <laughs> I don't think I'm that great a singer. I really don't. I sing because my spirit sings. I love music. Mm. But um, I produced, and I say produced because I gave birth to somebody who is far better at music than I am. Really? My son is an amazing musician. He's a sound engineer. He does soundscaping for, for plays, for theater. Yeah. He is amazing, far better than I could ever be. Does he know that his mother is Nambita? Does he know that? And, and growing <laughs> up with such a famous mother, because I'm always quite curious about children that grow up with superstar <clears throat> parents. How, Thank how you does, for calling me that. No, because that's mm. what you are. Thank you. That's what you are. And did he ever like struggle under your light? I think, and I, I feel bad for him for that, but I'm grateful uh, for, for him and to him in that he has the temperament that handles it. Uvangile um, now does not care to be known as Nambita's son. Mm. But what he, he might walk into the room as Nambita's son, but he walks out as Vangile Mbumluana. Oh, come on. He has learned the ability to... To declare himself mm. and to present himself, mm. and so I'm I'm very grateful in that um, I've raised such a son. But I also was gifted such a son that can learn such things and and do that for himself. So when you know when he was much younger, I learned very quickly that I cannot have in a, have him in a public school. Oh, I see, because. Um, not because I thought he was better than other kids, but he was being bullied for being my child. If he knows the answer in class, yeah, because you're Nambita's son. Really? If he doesn't know you, 
Nambitazan does not know the answer. So he, he can't win for losing. Mm. So he always had this problem in school. I mean, there was a beautiful school in Bordeaux, like steps away from my house. And I said, he must just go to the neighborhood school. And he couldn't. He, he learned to swear within a week because they were swearing at him. So he had to defend himself. I had to get him out of there. He was being violated. Sure. And he was, uh, they were taking away his innocence just because, not because of anything beyond the fact that he was Nambita Mpumulana's son. Mm. And, uh, you know, people who were watching me on Yizo Yizo at the time, and they just figured he thinks he's all that because his mother's on television. Yeah. So I had to get him out of there and put him in schools where he will be defended by the system. I no. hear you. Yeah. Well, when you look at him now mm. as a grown man, still young man he's still your baby he's 26 he's yeah 26. he'll always be my baby he'll always be your baby yeah. uh, what are you most proud of one of the things i'm most proud of is one of the things that irritates me the most about him is <laughs> <laughs> such an independent soul that's good when uh what i did with him and um i don't know if he's listening uh, I don't oh, know if I wish that he is or wish that he is not <laughs> at this point. Because I, I usually don't talk about him very much. What I what I wished for um, for him is whatever mistakes, whatever shortcomings that I had, he must not have those. Mm. He must find, he, there must be something else that I couldn't teach him that he's going to learn out in the world. Mm. But everything else that I can teach him, I will. So I have always been such an introvert. And so I did not want him to be necessarily an extrovert, but I wanted him to have the ability to walk into a room and declare himself. Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you understand? Yeah. I literally break out in highs just from thinking about being on stage. Just thinking about being on stage. You would but, never say, I, I, well, I don't believe you. Most actors were like that. We're incredible introverts because what we do is we study human behavior. That's what that's what we do. And yes, we we then build up the ability and to 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 do you know, portray it to you and to reflect it on society. But we are wallflower. We wouldn't we watch people and we study people and we're fascinated by the people's behavior. Mm. And then we tell those stories oh. of what we've seen. Let's hold it right there. We need to pay the bills. When yeah. we come back, I want to talk about your radio career. Yeah. Because you are a radio. I love you're radio. You're a broadcaster. You're yeah. a voiceover artist. Yes. Over and above being an actress. And we need to talk about that. Okay. Maybe, just maybe, a contract. Uh, <laughs> Is it the works? Maybe, just maybe. maybe. <laughs> you just got emotional there. You got emotional there. Was it w the the voice note that we got from the gentleman talking about um, uh, you helping the mom in hospital? Yeah, that that is just me being my mother's child. Oh come on, that's just being me being my mother's child, not being Nambi Tampumluana. It's just me being my mother's child. Um, I I. Remember, I, before the, the break, I told you about we 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 uh, look at we watch human behavior, mm. and so when you study human behavior, you get to see things that a lot of people don't see. Um, you because you're studying the expressions and you're thinking, no man, that person's not happy. That person sometimes you'll find somebody being rude at uh, on the counter, and it's not because they hate you, but because they're in pain. And so you need to cut across the the loudness and get to the pain and massage that pain. And so that's that's learning to be an actor teaches you. 
And then, um, depending on who you are, then you figure out what to do with that. Mm. And being that, what he's uh, saying is, I was that day I was my mother's child, oh. and that's that's really. It, it, yeah, I felt that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We've got Okolisiwe uh, on the line. Hey, Okolisiwe. Yes, Siapila. Mpe After a long time. Thank you, No, it's a pleasure, Bob. Yo, I I don't know. We role model. Especially when we have the old habit. We are actor. I do remember good generations, good <laughs> even this one of uh, John Vulgate, your friend, and go say, say, I'm a Send this talk on go. All right, thank you so much. Thank Baba. you, Connie. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. We've got a Connie on the line. Hey, Connie. Hi, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Your yeah. guest, Ma. <laughs> I, I know you don't want me. You, you don't want me. <laughs> Molo, oh, by the way. Hello, Sisi Kunjani. Siya Pila, I'm Tom. Siya Masifizako. Siti Nisinto. Literally have goosebumps. Oh, man. Um, I just want to talk about your craft on Ashes to Ashes. My God. Ooh! When we're playing the way to the late old South Patrick. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a goosebumps. You were believable. I don't want to lie. I've, I've never believed any character like I believed you, <laughs> you on Ashes to Ashes. Thank you, you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Patrick was thank such you. a gift to work with. Oh. <laughs> thank you, you so much. Thank mm. you. Thank you so much, Connie. You say that Patrick was a gift to work with. And then there was a question earlier on about Umenzi. About Umenzi. I was close to both of them in different ways, Mm. which is crazy because um, Umenzi and I, in fact, no, Patrick, because we did Yizo Yizo one together, Mm. the three of us. And so. Yes. Actually, no. So, but um, our trajectories went in so many different ways. And I spent a lot of, I spent different times with Menzi that I spent with Patrick. And also, Patrick and I were similar in personality, and Menzi and I were similar in, in different in, in in our straightforward side. Got you. Do you understand? Yeah. And Pat- Patrick and I had the soft thing in common. Mm. So I had these two men in my life that were so different, but they you know touched me to the core, both of them. Uh, the question about Umenzi, working with him, was hard work mm. because his standards were so high. His standards were so high. And not to take away from Patrick by any stretch of imagination, but <laughs> Umenzi, he was the kind, he tapped to the side of me that doesn't smile a lot. Oh, I see. I, I'm not a smiley, smiley person. You know this. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> You've been smiling the entire interview. Because, it, it's, it's a different place. You got see, you. You, you got the Patrick side of me today. Yes. But Umenzi did not smile a lot. And he and I would sit quietly for two hours. And we're enjoying each other's company. Patrick, if you don't talk for five minutes, he's like, all right. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, man. And, but um, Umenzi, I knew, he was like, you small nose. I'm like, yeah, she's got. Mm. And we're good. We're good. Um, but he worked hard. And he and I used to sit in his dressing room. 
he'd earned my respect before, but when I started at Generations, he he um he had kidney failure. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he and I were supposed to be playing um, leads opposite each other, yeah. but I shot a lot of scenes without him because he was in hospital. Yes. So I would go and visit him in the hospital and we just touch base. But, um, you know, when he came back, he was actually, I don't know if you remember his character. When he came back, he was in a hospital bed. Mm. That was from the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Nambisa, I'm going to hold you right there because we need to go to the news. With your permission, can I ask that I keep you for an extra 10 minutes? Because I'm so interested in the story. Sure. But I'm also interested in your radio career, as well as all the other things that you do. Can I keep you, you for an extra this. 10 minutes? You got this, yeah. Fantastic. All it's right. a one minute past 11 o'clock. Nambita staying for an extra 10 minutes. And you know we don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> it's Yolanda Adams, and we still have Unamjita in the studio. She's given us 10 minutes of her precious time, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, the reason I kept you a little bit longer is because you were still telling us about, you know, uh, mm. working with Umenzi, Ooh, Umenzi. And when he was um, on, what's this, uh, on the bed, on, and he was actually not well. So I don't know if you remember his character came on and was on a hospital bed and he had uh, an IV, like a drip yeah. attached to him. That was real. Oh, man. That was real. Umenzi, <laughs> most people who do dialysis do dialysis maybe once a week or once, once a day. He was doing it, I think, about two or three times a day. Oh, man. So he, because he wasn't supposed to be out of the hospital. He wasn't ready. It's like... So it was tough. It was tough. Um, he taught me a lot about discipline, about dedication, about stick to itness. You know, you gotta believe that you can make it, and you gotta believe that as you're riding through the storm, that it's gonna be okay. Mm. This storm, Kirk Franklin says, um, um, there's a blessing in the storm. Yeah. And my blessing in that storm was the relationship that I had with him. Our silent moments became longer because it, it just became okay to just. Um, people that know me in my quiet state know that I can sit for like an hour and just say no, absolutely nothing. Mm. And I could do that with such ease with him. And he gave me, he gave me such a, a, an enormous part of his heart. And for that, I will always, always, always be grateful. He was, he was an amazing artist. Sure. And he dissected the script. By the time he came on Ashes to Ashes, I was like, yo, because I feel up. Would you ever write a book? Because, number one, you tell these stories so well. Thank you. And I think also, um, for me, I see there's, there's a gap or rather a void mm. uh, where we tell our own stories, mm. and especially in the arts. Would right. you ever tell that story of working with a men's, or actually an unbeater <laughs> story? Um... <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I have. Um, I, I I enjoy writing. Hey, I really enjoy writing. Um, so I've kind of asked a friend of mine who yes. is working on a magazine if yes. I could just contribute to her, and she's still mulling it over. But it's something that I thought, you know, what? There's certain stories, there's certain teachable moments that I've experienced. I'd love to share with you. Oh yes. So I mean, it's just being a woman in this industry, uh, Patrick used to let me stand behind him. There are certain things, and, and Kenny and, and I were talking, um, I'm, I'm on the set for King Shaka, mm -hmm. so I'm there with Kenny, um, Kenneth Ngosi and Anel Matot. And so 
so it's Kenyan thoughts to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of us we're having this conversation about you know being um being able to communicate your needs and your thoughts and your opinions in the in entertainment industry. And if you know Kenny, he is very very opinionated and he's very vocal about his opinion. Yeah, and. Also, Anele is just the same, equally so. I mean, like it's, you know, different age groups, mm. but we have these conversations. And me being a woman in the middle of that conversation. And I kept in interjecting and saying, yes, I feel the same way, but I'm not allowed to say it. Ooh. So I lost, when I lost to Patrick, I lost my umbrella. That when it rains, I stand under him. You are covered. And I'm covered. I lost that person that stands in the gap for me. So we would negotiate certain things. I'm, uh, you know, I, I observe Shabbat. So I don't work on Saturday. Mm. And I said, Patrick, how am I going to do this? And he went up to management and said, I don't work on Saturdays. <gasps> we didn't work on Saturdays. And that was it? That was it. But if he had been Nambi Tambumrana saying, can I not work on Saturday? Man. Oh, she's so difficult. Man. But if it's a man who's saying it, it's we, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sure. No. Are you going to come out with your own podcast? Are you coming back <laughs> on radio? Um, because we need you. <laughs> I love radio. I love radio so much. So when I have like a radio interview, I'm like, okay, what time? <laughs> what are we doing this? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> because um, there is something that I learned being a voiceover artist and and I call it voice acting because yes. I get to communicate with you. We have all these, uh, sen we have five senses. Yes. But I can only use one. Uh -huh. How do I get to you? And how get how do I get through to you with just one sense? Mm. As a communicator, because that's, that's what an actor is. You're communicating, and that's what a broadcaster is. You're a communicator, but you only have one sense. I can't smell you. I can't see you. I can't taste you. I can't touch you. I can't touch you. I only have my ears. How do you communicate everything you need to communicate to me with just your voice? When I broke that code, I was like, God damn. <laughs> a new world of possibilities. <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely. And, and now I teach it. Oh, fantastic. I teach it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Diva Nexus. Yes. There's no way that we can end this interview without talking <laughs> about Diva Nexus. So do you remember at the beginning of our conversation, I was telling you, Guti, they were like swear, swearing at me and they said, see, you know, oh, the prima donna has mm. led it on generations. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then I, after crying for half a day. Oh, um, my son sitting there next to me watching his mama cry and you know you know as a as a mother you don't want to cry in front of your child. Yep. yep. Well I wept <laughs> in front of mine. <laughs> and but I had to find a way to pick myself up. He needed to see me pick myself up. So I interrogated the word. Prima means first. Oh, okay. Donna means lady. First lady. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Why am I crying in this bed? First Get up. Lady. Get up. You are the <laughs> so the prima donna lady. got up and went to work the next day. And I was like, the prima donna is here. And you claimed it and you owned it. And then they thought, oh, okay, well, she's not being insulted. So they, uh, then after that, it was save us from this diva. And I was like, holy smokes. Okay. Now what? 
And I remember there was a street post sign that said, you know, that diva is back. So I put it on my dressing You remember it was on my dressing, do- dressing room uh, door. And I said, yes, diva. The diva is because back. Because it's a, it's a divine woman. It's a woman of high standard. Come on. It's a woman of oh, impeccable taste. Come on. It's a grounded woman. I was like, you really think that way? You really think that of me? Holy smokes, thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. In fact, I'm going to work to live up to that. Thank you so much for, for you know, blessing me with that title. Now I'm going to just spend the rest of the day trying to earn it. And that's how Diva Nexus was born. That's how Diva Nexus was born. So every woman I, I run into, I hope to inspire them to find, and our tagline is, unleash the diva in you. Mm. You need, because she's in there. You know what you need to do for yourself, but you hide behind, you know, oh, it's not nice. You hide behind, I don't know if they'll be received. I don't know if they're going to like me. What are they going to think of me? What are they going to think of me? Girl, when you woke up this morning, did you want to be liked or did you want to accomplish things? That's it. Did you go to work to be liked or to finish that degree? Or to, to, you know, to, to get through. Uh, listen, you, you want to make it to management, but you want to be nice at the same time. Ooh. Which is it? You can't Which have is them it? Both. You can't have them both. Choose. You're not when you climb when you're climbing that corporate ladder, it hurts. And at some point you're gonna have to say ouch. And at some point you're gonna have to wipe that smile off your face and 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 and, and just massage the painful parts of you. And trust me, when you're massaging with the painful parts of you, there is no smile on your face. Mm. So when you're looking after yourself, you're not looking outwards to see if people are approving of you being kind to yourself. So be good to you. Be good to you first. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I cannot be nice to you if I don't feel good. That's it. And nobody knows where to where I itch better than myself. So I better be the one to scratch myself. Have you ever tried? Have you ever had, like, you know, we always have, like, somebody, could you scratch me back there? Yes. And like, no, no, le- left. No, right. Harder, harder. No, no, not that hard. You know how much. Yeah. You know how much. So why is it that you're waiting for somebody else to come and scratch you when you can do it yourself? Oh. Oh, oh, Nambita, for companies or women <laughs> that want to unleash the diva, the diva inside of them, where do they get a hold of you? Because there's someone right now that's like, I need her to hold my hand so that I can claim my spot at the top of this corporate organization. Yeah, it's so tough. Yeah, it is very tough. So we have a website, divanexus.com. Mm-hmm. You can reach me at bookings at nambita.com. See, everything is an ambitor. Yes, ambitor, <laughs> I love it. I own that. I owe that to Jabu Stone. Hey, I love this is like that. Ni- back in '98, and I'm like I'm starting my company, and he goes, "The one thing you've got is your name." Is your name? And he had just, you know, with just ha- I was helping him to rebrand as well, and everything was Jabu Stone this and Jabu Stone that. I'm like, damn, you love yourself. And he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and now, Nambita.com. It's Nambita.com. Nambita this and Nambita projects. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. I love so it. find us, bookings at Nambita.com and you can book us. Or you can go to um, divanexus.com. We come through and we have conversations. And I've had men saying, oh, what about us? I'm like, Devo. Yes. Of course, I'm there. Because as much as I used to, and I I go back again to Patrick. Remember I was telling you about the differences in my relationships Mm. between Menzi Menzi and Patrick. Patrick. With Menzi, I did not have to smile. I did not have to, you know, um, do the the, the public face. Um, 
for him and he's that home part of me and the other home part of me was Patrick where I could say anything and still be received yeah but he then stood in the gap for me so that when I am being my vulnerable self he is in front of me so that I'm not I'm not affected I and I'm not you. hurt it's it's you. a very it's when you find if, if if I could have just turned you know blended the two of them I would have had the perfect husband <laughs> 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 leave it right there. Thank you so much for being so Thank you so kind much for having me and giving us your time and being so open um, yeah. with the Radio 2000 listener. Thank you. Next time I'll be back here on the other side of this mic. Yeah. And you and I co-host. <laughs> but a diva. Just a moment to of gratitude. I, I we don't get the opportunity as artists to say thank you for receiving me into your home at 8 p.m. every night and expecting me to be there. Thank you to the people that keep asking. So, thank you to each and every one of you for the support. And you know. <laughs> Radio 2000 Podcast.